you are threatening Speaker McCarthy and trying to shut down this government uh, at a time that the Republicans have finally gotten some upper hands here uh, in terms of wins, able to investigate President Biden on what looks like uh, bribery. Yeah, we don't put our pencils down in the investigation of President Biden during a shutdown, so the premise is false. Second, if Kevin McCarthy was actually serious about pursuing the Bidens, he would have sent Hunter Biden a subpoena by now. That's how you know this is sort of failure theater that you're observing. During the first year of Democrat control of the Congress, they brought in Donald Trump Jr. three times over nothing over a nothing burger. And so we seem to be fundamentally unserious in our oversight. But what is serious is the fact that we are spending more than $7 trillion a year, bringing in around $5 trillion a year. And uh, I want to fund the government. I'm not pro shutdown, but the way to fund the government is not the same way we've been doing it since the mid 90s, where it's one up or down vote on the entire government all at once. We should have separate single subject spending bills. Kevin McCarthy promised that in January. He is in breach of that promise. So I'm not here to hold the government hostage. I'm here to hold Kevin McCarthy to his word. All right, Sandy Rios with you. That was last Sunday on Sunday Morning Futures. Maria Bartiromo with uh, Matt Gates, And it was an extraordinary exchange. I've actually been wanting to bring that to you since it happened. Uh, but Matt really lays out for Maria. Maria has Kevin McCarthy on all the time. I think they must be friends. And Kevin is a very compelling character. He really, uh, if you don't know better, he is seems so sincere. And that's why he is, of course, the Speaker of the House. But what's happening right now on Capitol Hill is that there is, you know, a lot of inner turmoil within the Republican conference. Uh, and there's inner turmoil because uh, we have a Speaker who is feckless, who has not prepared, who uh, is kind of half in. Uh, to cooperate with conservatives, but his heart really is with the uh, the establishment candidates because his heart has always been, it seems to me, I don't know about his heart, but I'm just, metaphorically, I would say, generally speaking, he is with those people that work with the Chamber of Commerce because there's a lot of money to be made. Kevin McCarthy knows that, but his speakership is hanging by a thread. So... What's playing out on Capitol Hill with the shutdown, by the way, the shutdown will happen at midnight, September the 30th, which, as I'm recording that, it's tomorrow. So uh, we've been hearing about this. You're going to be uh, having yourself scared to death by uh, by all the major networks, by all the, the cable networks, including Fox News. They want to scare you. They want to make it sound like tragedy is befalling us because these pesky conservatives are trying to shut, you know, will not compromise and the government will be shut down. Well, Bruce and I are going to talk about that today. I'm going to bring you lots of audio about these guys and these gals who are fighting for us. I want you to know what they're doing because Fox is not going to cover this. They'll give you a taste, but not much. They're going to do what Maria did. By the way, by the after I should say to you, after that conversation that she had, I like Maria Bartiroma, uh, but I think she's she's terribly wrong on this issue. And after she had that conference uh, conversation with Matt that you're going to hear more of, she actually indicated publicly that she was now going back to revisit her view on this. So that's very interesting. But you will not hear much of what we're going to tell you today about what's happening in this fight. And so, um, uh, so you know, uh, stay tuned. I want to tell you that, that this is Sandy Rios 24-7. You can call us at 
821-2040. You can email us at sandy at afr.net. You can listen on all podcast platforms, and you can listen, of course, at sandyrios.com. You know, according to a recent report, Planned Parenthood continues to rake in billions despite dwindling clients. And the biggest takeaway here is that Planned Parenthood is generating vast profits, including millions in taxpayer funding. And by the way, that's part of this shutdown fight, which I'll get into in a second. And preborn, that's you and me, are stealing their clientele, meaning the babies that they're trying to kill. Preborn operates on a very slim budget as they rescue over 200 babies' lives every day, and they receive no government funding. Preborn's network of clinics are situated in the darkest corners, competing head-to-head with the abortion giants, and they need our help now more than ever. So, you know the drill. They provide ultrasounds. It's $28 an ultrasound. If you would like to help them today, you have been helping them, you'd like to help them again, or this is the first time, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. All right, get out your pencil and paper because you may want to be able to share this information with your friends and family as the propaganda begins on uh, about how bad a shutdown is and how horrible, no good uh, the conservatives in the House are. Stay tuned for this edition of Sandy Rios 24-7. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness that we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice, not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association, a pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. Are there Freedom Caucus members also out of compliance? They were also on the Appropriations Committee. Where is the responsibility for them? Are they also out of compliance? No, uh, I'm not a member of the Freedom Caucus. I'll let them speak for themselves. But take, for example, the border. This issue you think is has great primacy, and I would agree with you. The Department of Homeland Security Appropriations Bill was passed out of the Appropriations Committee in June. And yet Kevin McCarthy hasn't put it on the floor in more than 100 days. That, that is not serious. You know why Kevin McCarthy didn't move our border appropriations bill? Because the lobbyists and the special interests who own Kevin McCarthy want to put us in this position where we're backed up against the wall facing shutdown politics. And what that does is it centralizes power to the people that they buy off with PAC donations and lobbyist donations. And then the membership doesn't get to Perfect. make real, real, real contributions to that process. I'm trying Perfect. to democratize it. All right, so that's, uh-huh. man, that was just the beginning of that back and forth uh, with Matt Gates. And again, uh, Maria started the show on Sunday Morning Futures really attacking conservatives in the House because she is close to Kevin McCarthy and she believes what he has said. So Matt was a one-man show trying to defend her opinion, and it's not just about Maria. It's about the opinion of millions of Americans who listen to Fox or uh, have other sources of, unless you listen to like Newsmax 
or you know, real America, real America's voice, or something like that. You're not going to know uh, what's happening behind the scenes. And this exchange between Maria and Matt was so extraordinary that I'm going to continue here and play. Uh, this is the ending of the show. But Matt does a, be- a, a great job of laying things out, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit, you, uh, Bruce and I. So this um, this next one, uh, Matt talks about uh, the bills they're they're considering. This is clip ten. The bills are being worked on. You just heard Jim Jordan say that they are efforting four bills this week, appropriations bills this week, to get through. That would partially fund the government. Uh, the defense bill as well, you wanted the defense bill to move forward. Did you not? Yes, that's why I voted for it, and I voted for the rule to proceed onto it. And by the way, don't give Kevin McCarthy credit for the fact that we're moving on to these four appropriations bills. That was the deal that House conservatives foisted upon Kevin McCarthy. When he couldn't just move the big spending bills without moving the bills that cut spending, we said, no, 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 you have to move bills like the state and foreign ops bill, because we don't think we should be borrowing money from China to go fund gay pride parades in Prague or LGBTQ uh, seminars in Indonesia. We don't think that that's a good use of our money. And the only way to do this, Maria, is line by line. Kevin wants it in one big up or down vote. Keep the government open. Shut it down. I'm saying single subject spending bills. It's the only way to break the fever and liberate ourselves from this out of control spending. Well, he's doing the four bills next week. So we're making him because we're making him doing it. Yes. And I'm telling you, I know everything Matt is saying is true. Maria's just not aware. Uh, the only reason Kevin McCarthy has allowed this process is because they have held his feet to the fire. Uh, so conservatives are just knocking it out of the ballpark with amendments that I'm going to explain to you. And the military is kind of in the center of this. But I'm going to continue and let you hear this back and forth exchange because it's worth the listen. Let's Here it is. So to push now to blow up all of the wins that you all have had now. Which wins? Please enumerate them. Well, okay. Well, how about the fact that he has set up a weaponization committee to investigate the DOJ, whether they're involved in a cover up? That's process. Hold on. How about the fact that he. Hold on. How about the fact that he has set up the China Select Committee to keep China to account? And of course, he has launched this uh, inquiry into impeachment, potentially, for President Biden. Is that not what you want? None of those things are deliverables. Those are steps in a process. Setting up a committee is an end unto itself only in Washington, D.C. The American people demand results. Hold on, I'll let you talk. These these committees have done nothing to reduce inflation. They've done nothing to actually constrain the Biden government. We can set up committees and have hearings and yell at people, but at the end of the day, if we still send the check to fund a weaponized government, having a weaponization subcommittee is little relief to the American American people. And if any of this was serious, we would be sending out subpoenas and compelling process the way the January 6th committee did. We should yeah. be operating like them. Instead, we're playing patty cake with the Bidens. We're allowing Actually, them to get away with it. And we're yeah. funding it. We're sending the money. If we were serious, use this, the power of the purse. The speaker joined me a week ago and told me that he will, in fact, subpoena Hunter Biden. He said at the appropriate time. But let's be well, clear. Been eight months. We when when do you think the appropriate we would not know How many months should the American people have to wait before that subpoena is sent? You tell me. We would, 
We would not know any anything that we know about the Biden family. 176 suspicious activity reports, 20 shell companies set up while he was vice president, the whistleblower testimony. We would not know any of this if not for those committees that he set up exposing all of this. We just right, heard from we Merrick Garland still last it, week. But you, you have to follow that to its natural conclusion. It's not enough to expose facts that get people angry and animated. You then have to follow those facts to a conclusion and to accountability. You see, that's what Republicans Republicans are bad at. We're great at having the hearings and putting on the performances. But if you're still going to underwrite Biden's debt, which is what Kevin McCarthy did joining with Democrats on the debt limit deal. And if you're going to join up with Democrats to still fund his government, Merrick Garland will sit there and he'll answer my tough questions and he'll smirk at me or he'll obfuscate. And then guess what? He goes back to the Justice Department and the coffers are full with money from the American taxpayer that gets turned against the brave patriots in this country. What about the January 6th? Kevin promised he was going to release the those, and he, I'm still yeah. waiting. All right. So, look, we're talking about the shutdown, but I also am trying to explain to you how things are working, the inside scoop. And what Matt just said is true. I'll give you an illustration. I think the hearings that have been conducted on, uh, on all the information we gathered about the Biden family has been very beneficial. Uh, they've been conducted by, you know, serious Republicans who really want to get to the bottom of it. But I'll give you an example of how this game is played. When I was in, still in D.C., you may recall that a video, an undercover video of Planned Parenthood broke. David Dow Leiden was the you know, videographer, and he found out that Planned Parenthood was looking to make money selling baby body parts. That was the allegation. We certainly think we saw that in those videos. And so many of us, all of the pro-life groups, American Family Association, me, we convened in Ted Cruz's office, and we wanted Congress to shut down the government, refuse to support, refuse, stop funding Planned Parenthood, stop this right now. The American people were up in arms about this information. This is the time to do it. Uh, and a government shutdown's worth it to stop funding this horrible, um, this wretched practice of making money on selling babies' body parts, we thought that was a big deal. Well, all of the pro-life groups except for Students for Life and all the pro-family groups in D.C. backed out of it and undermined what we were trying to do. And the House decided they made a bargain with these groups. Uh, John Boehner at the time. We'll hold hearings. We'll hold hearings. Uh, Marsha Blackburn was all in favor of this, too. She chaired the committee. She was in Congress then. Uh, We won't defund Planned Parenthood, but next spring, we're going to hold hearings. And that's what they did. Have you ever heard about those hearings? You know the findings of those hearings? Did anyone ever get arrested? Was defunding ever, did defunding ever take place? No, they did not. So that's my point. Matt is spot on. I'm one last exchange with them at the end before Bruce and I discussed this. This is the ending, the farewell between Maria and Matt Gates on Sunday Morning Futures. Let's listen. Well, the January 6th tapes are available to anybody who wants to see them. He gave them and allowed Tucker Carlson and his true. team to see them. Yeah, if it you is walked true. In, 
No, Maria, they are not available to anyone who wants to see them. That is a that is a factual misstatement. They have been curated for some people in the media and some defense attorneys, but any American cannot you, see any of the January 6th. Are that you is a not false right now indirectly working with Democrats because you are going to allow Chuck Schumer to come up with a continuing resolution next week to fund the government? That's what your actions are doing. That's why some people feel this is a personal vendetta you have against the speaker. No, my vendetta is against a Washington system that allows corruption to put the interests of lobbyists and PACs above the interests of the American people. Kevin McCarthy facilitates that system, and I do deeply resent that. But I'm not working with Chuck Schumer or any other Democrat. I am the one working with House conservatives You're to require single-subject spending bills. No, no, no. You guys criticize me for forcing single-subject spending bills. Then you give Kevin McCarthy the credit for doing it. The reality no, is this agree. is the only way agree. to liberate our the single, the single bills. I think the single bills sound well, then right. Why hasn't I, I, he done them? It's September. We knew September 30th was coming all year. And Kevin McCarthy has been dilatory. He's been fiddling like as Nero as Rome Burns. As we understand it, they're doing this this upcoming week. So we will right, be watching Because that. we are making them. They are doing it with a political gun to their head. And you are welcome, America. And we're going to keep making them do it. Congressman, thank you. <laughs> Well, I love it. I mean, because that's true. Pow, pow, pow. And it's really actually a tribute to Maria that she's publicly said she's having second thoughts about her position. I want to bring to you what many of these champions, Matt's not the only one, are doing in the House. But before we do that, I want to tell you a story. At just 23 weeks along, Christian Healthcare Ministries member Amanda began to experience contractions, and her worries mounted as she feared she might miscarry. The Johnsons were ecstatic to find out that their baby was doing well, but due to the high-risk nature of the pregnancy, Amanda had to spend a lengthy week in the hospital before giving birth seven weeks prematurely. Unfortunately, after tallying up all of the medical bills, they realized how costly this would be. Thankfully, Christian Healthcare Ministries shared over $125,000 and discounts totaling over $140,000. And that's the kind of thing that Christian Healthcare Ministries can do for people that join. I just wanted to give you an idea of how this works. It's not standard insurance. It's pooling the resources of Christians who join uh, with those resources meeting your needs in a time of crisis as they did in the life of Amanda. If you'd like to check it out, if you it's time to compare your insurance in terms of the cost of, you know, the monthly cost, the coverage, go to chministries.org slash Sandy, chministries.org slash Sandy, and check out if there might be some better coverage for you that's more affordable. Again, that's chministries.org slash Sandy. The last government shutdown, you'll remember, was in 2018. It lasted 34 days. From a national security perspective, the chaos that ensues as the, at the Pentagon what has huge implications. That's why Defense Secretary Austin has granted an exception for U.S. support to Ukraine if the government shuts down at the end of the week as planned. We're trying to keep equipment and supplies flowing, but absolutely, like things could be delayed when it comes to training. Um, if any of our personnel are furloughed, um, yes, that could have impacts to the larger mission. 
The exemption means that even if there is a lapse in funds, the weapons shipments for Ukraine just signed off by the president and training of F-16 pilots, crucial weapons that they need to destroy the Russian military, will continue using the remaining funds available through the presidential drawdown authority. The undersecretary of defense for acquisition explained the implications. So production lines stopped. F-35 stopped. Uh, munitions stopped. Can you imagine if the Chinese had something like this, where their government would shut down every few years and they would freeze their budget and not start up things for six months? 1.3 million active duty service members are at risk of not getting paid. That would include more than 100,000 in California, Virginia, Texas, North Carolina and troops abroad, about 171,000 would be affected. The Pentagon may ask that Taiwan weapons shipments be exempted, but they've not done so uh, so far. That's because it's more difficult because those shipments are not part of a named military operation like Operation Atlantic Resolve in Ukraine, which brings with it certain obligations. There are some polls showing increasing wariness by Republicans of sending support to Ukraine. I spoke with Congressman Mike McCall last night, chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee. He said that if someone had told him at the beginning of the conflict, the U.S. could spend 5 percent of the DOD budget and significantly deteriorate the Russian military, he would say, sign me up. A shutdown derails many national security priorities, he explained. Yeah. OK, Jennifer Griffin, I don't know what happened to Jenny. She went off the rails a long time ago. She used to be such a great reporter. That's really not true, what she just said. And I've asked Bruce to join me. We're going to talk about what the shutdown means to the military, uh, what's true and what isn't true. None of the branches will not be paid except for Coast Guard uh, and Border Patrol. I think they, they and that, but that means in real time, they will get their money. And many of them, by the way, go on unemployment so that there's like a double dipping that goes on during a shutdown. Now, I'm not criticizing them. I, we need them. And we don't want to, we want to pay the Coast Guard. I think Ted Cruz in the Senate tried to bring up uh, an amendment to, or a special vote to make sure the Coast Guard continue to be paid. But I will tell you what else is true, okay? Biden has made an exception for Ukrainian soldiers. They will be paid, he says, for sure, during this shutdown. All right, there's a lot to say about that, but I've asked Bruce to join me. So, honey, let's just talk about this. What does that really mean? Uh, Are are all our military forces going to shut down during this, you know, shutdown? No. You know, the entire term, government shutdown, is a complete misnomer. Even if there is a quote-unquote government shutdown, it's not in total. It's only partial. And the military is excluded from that because what what happens during a government shutdown is people are classified as either essential or non-essential personnel. Their their jobs are uh, classified the same way. Uh, bills are, are or spending is classified that way too. The military will be all but 100% deemed essential personnel. When I was with the FBI and we had a shutdown, almost everyone in our agency was deemed essential. And what to your point, what you were saying is even if there is a quote-unquote government shutdown and salaries stop being paid to the federal employees, the soldiers, uh, TSA, et cetera, they do not lose that money. That money is, is given to them after the shutdown is over in full. You do not lose a penny 
as a government employee during a government shutdown. So, so you're going to be hearing this every day, every hour. You're already hearing it. The left is, you know, oh, you know, uh, there'll be no government shutdown. I think, what is it, Clay? Clay from Louisiana made a statement about that. He basically yeah. laid out. Well, what Clay said, he's a, uh, Clay Higgins, he's a representative from Louisiana. He said, you have to remember, this threat of government shutdown, first off, it only applies to the federal government and only part of the federal government. In addition to the federal government, there are 50 state governments that will continue working. There are 3,000 county governments. There's 19,000 municipalities. Uh 37 special districts, which cover water, parks, things like that. We are not shutting down as a country if there is a government shutdown. Yeah, it's just a, it's a smokescreen. We'll get to parks later in a minute, but I want to go, I want to stay on Ukraine for a second because Jennifer talks that sort of, you know, the foreboding about Ukraine. And I just told you, uh, the Biden administration has already said that the money will continue to flow to Ukrainian soldiers, we have already given Ukraine a hundred billion dollars, and that's a huge source of contention on this funding, uh, because members, uh, not everyone's in the same place, but most people, most hardliners, and I'm certainly one of them, uh, feel Ukraine. This is a mistake. We, why are we focusing this kind of money on Ukraine when Ukraine? I've said this to you before. Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia are both, in terms of governments, I'm not talking about the wonderful people of Russia or Ukraine. I'm talking about their governments. They are very, by their very nature, corrupt. We're giving this money to the corrupt government of Ukraine. And go figure. Remember, Biden has received, what, $50 million and his son $50 million from the Ukrainians? What's happening here? Well, I was going to say, you know, let's put our cards on the table. We like to folk, uh, operate as people that use your common sense. Who is Joe Biden? You know, we've been watching the impeachment. Uh, actually, it was started now, the inquiry. But we've been watching the findings of the, of the committees that are looking at the Bidens. And what country is smack dab in the middle of alleged payments to the Biden family for doing illegal things, Ukraine. And isn't it ironic, (laughs) not really, that of all the pet projects that Joe Biden is going to uh, focus on funding, it's Ukraine. We have a southern border where people are pouring across it like water in a fire hose. Uh, We have cities that uh, law enforcement is uh, being stretched to its limits. Gee, we have to fo- we have to focus on Ukraine, even if the rest of the government doesn't function, as they like to say. But we have to have Ukraine funded. Okay, so Biden's not the only one. This is this is a leader McConnell in the Senate speaking up about this very same issue. This is clip six. Providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. Really? 
those of you, you sit around drinking coffee and the first thing on your mind about what's happening in the country is we have to fund Ukraine and the war. That, you know, what you may wonder why that is, and I'll just explain to you very briefly. Defense contracts, defense contracts, defense contracts. Uh, D.C. is fueled by the money. And look, I'm so pro-military, but there is corruption. There is corruption in our government. And so many of these guys are getting tons of money and support from defense contractors. That's why it's off the rails. Does anybody really believe that the number one priority for Republicans in this country is funding the Ukrainian war, Bruce? Well, you know, these federal contracts that go to, say, Teledyne and General Dynamics, the, the huge defense contractors. And like you just said, we have nothing against supplying the military. However, the function of government is not to fund private companies. The private companies are there because contracts are offered, and they are there at the, I would call it the mercy of the government, not the other way around. The government should not operate so they can pay General Dynamics. General Dynamics can, should operate so that it can work in conjunction with the government in whatever status they're in so that they can produce products. You know, I, I love the, the, the threat of uh, the military spokesman that was talking about, gee, we might not have F-35 parts produced. You know what? Think about two weeks ago. An F-35 fighter worth $80 million, I think, $80 million, disappears over South Carolina because the pilot had a pro problem. They're calling it weather-related now. And he ejected from the plane, and the plane went down. The, the government was fully funded when this happened, and the Biden administration and the Department of Defense could not locate that plane for 28 hours. Think about that. They put out a tip line so that civilians could call in and say, where's our airplane? Where did it crash? I mean, this is what infuriates people about the federal government. We pay trillions and trillions of dollars, and so much of it is wasted. You know, I wonder if the military will still fund drag queen hour at their military bases if the shutdown happens. Well, as a, as a matter of fact, that was one of the amendments that conservatives, now I haven't even gotten to this, but conservatives presented an amendment to stop that, to defund that, and defund the uh, surgeries. And would you believe that a ton of establishment Republican congressmen voted for that? They voted, They refused to vote against Disgusting. it. Disgusting. Yeah, so, all right, but now let me, but on the other hand, there are people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. You've got to listen to this clip. This is clip four. I urge the House to adopt my amendment, Madam Chair, to take Secretary Lloyd Austin's salary using the Holman rule, which is a rule that allows us to fire failures that are serving our government and serving our country. Lloyd Austin is not serving the United States military. Lloyd Austin is leading it into failure. And with that, Madam Chair, I yield. The gentlewoman from Georgia uh, yields back the balance of her time. The questions on the amendment offered by the gentlewoman from Georgia. Those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed say no. In the opinion of the chair, the ayes have it. The amendment is agreed to. All right, so what she just did was she reduced Lloyd Austin's salary to $1, and it was passed on voice <laughs> vote. 
So this is the kind of thing they're doing. Okay, so now, Bruce, we have to, we have to turn our attentions to really the most important issue, and, I, I'm, and that is the border. The border, the border, the border. And to explain that is the champion uh, who's he's just become an incredible champion in the House. That's Congressman Chip Boy, Roy from Tex- Texas. This is clip three. Well, what I was going to say is we just passed a rule last night because of the 20, because of the Freedom Caucus, uh, demanding that we move forward with regular order to move appropriations bills. There's a lot of good policies embedded in those appropriations bills, limiting what Biden can do, constraining the use of dollars. It does not cut enough yet. I'll be honest, Glenn. It does cut. We passed more cuts last night. We got to get through the sausage of the next 48 hours to see where it lands in terms of total cuts. It's going down. That's good. Uh, but we got to keep moving the ball forward and then kind of let the dust settle and see what we get on the amendment process. We can't be uh, hypocritical here. If we believe in an open process and opening up and having amendments, you got to let it play out, see what the end result is, and then look in the mirror and go, okay, is this good enough? And so for me, we're going to decide the next 40 hours, 48 hours, are we cutting enough spending in these bills on the floor? And this is the critical part. Are we going to secure the border? That is a just absolute deal breaker, 100% red line for me. It's a burn the place down, take, you know, absolute no hostages. We're going to secure the border or the Republican Party is going to end. That's where we are. So we're going to force that question, but also force the question on cuts. Uh, we're having meetings today, and we're going to keep All pushing. Right. We're, gonna, right. we're, gonna, we're going here. to shut down that border or we're going to destroy the Republican Party. That's where Chip is, and I think many people are. It's like... Uh, it's amazing. Now, you're going to hear a lot about on these shutdowns. They're going to be, in fact, we'll get into this with Bruce in a second here. Uh, the 2014 shutdown, we were in D.C., and we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, what they did and what they're going to do and how ridiculous it's going to be. So just be prepared. But I want to remind you, we, when we talk about preborn every single day, I talk to you. Uh, but one thing, you know, some of you have more resources than others. I know that that's true. You know, some of us have been really, really blessed. And so if you really believe in the ministry of preborn, would you consider a leadership gift uh, to save babies in a bigger way? Uh, your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. All you have to do is go to preborn.com slash Sandy, preborn.com slash Sandy. If you can afford uh, that large gift to uh, to fund them for 24 hours, just think about that. Just think about that. You could feel very good about the contribution that you made because they spend those dollars well. Whatever you can afford, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. We put forward our proposal. What did the Senate do? You couldn't even pass your DHS bill. We put forward our proposal on border security, H.R. 2. It has passed the House. Did the Senate do anything with this proposal? No. Have they decided, hey, maybe we should debate the House's proposal? No. Did Chuck Schumer lead an envoy of senators to the southern border on a fact-finding mission? This place loves fact-finding missions. To see what's going on at the southern border? No. They've done nothing. But now they come and say they want money. Well, if you want money, I want to secure the southern border and secure our nation. Are you I'm going to go on a conference, and then we'll continue. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so shut down the border or shut down the government. That's the, that's the thing to repeat. 
shut down the border or shut down the government. Those are the two choices. Uh, Bruce, um, I've been doing all the talking, so I really want to know what you think about that idea, shutting down the government. If If you're not willing to shut down the border, then just shut down the government. You know, my opinion, even having been a federal worker for years, is people might welcome a government shutdown. They are so sick of this of the wasting of money that goes on in the government. You know, the old saying is Washington does not have a tax taxing problem. They have a spending problem. And we're taking in five trillion dollars worth of taxes, but we're spending seven trillion dollars worth of uh, government funds. And we cannot continue that way. You know, the the irony here is, guess who does get paid during a government shutdown? Their pay doesn't even stop and, and get reimbursed later. Congress. It's, you know, Congress always has an exception for themselves, right? When Obamacare was passed, they, they didn't have to be in it. They opted out. When a government shuts, shutdown happens, they get paid. Um, and, and, and you know what fuels a lot of this uh, pr- anxiety for people in the public are people like Eric Swalwell, the congressman from California. Here's what he tweeted You mean out. Fang Fang's boyfriend? Fang Fang's boyfriend. Yeah. A guy who associate is pretty sure uh, we have pretty good evidence that he was associating with a communist Chinese woman who was a prostitute basically using him to get information as he sat on the National Security Committees. That's right. So he puts out a, a, a tweet, meet the failures. MAGA Republicans are proudly shutting down the government. Catch this now. No pay for our troops, cops, or border agents, and more. First up is Chip Roy failing the paychecks of 13,000 of his constituents. Now, that is an absolute lie. It's a misrepresentation. Those troops, those police officers, those border agents will be paid. They may not be paid on the exact day they're uh, check is due, but they will be paid. And um, the again, this is a misnomer. Guess what operates during the shutdown? Air traffic controllers, the TSA, the Customs and Border Patrol, Social Security, Medicare, the national parks. Now, what they'll do, if it's like last time when Obama shut down the government, as 2014, is the, they'll use the national parks as a wedge between <laughs> as a people. Cudgel. You know, people will travel all the way to Yellowstone and there'll be a <laughs> there'll be a sign saying we're closed. There's no, absolutely no reason to close these parks. They can go on a reduced uh, manpower and and operate the parks. They uh, what we saw in Washington DC was the uh, Vietnam veterans were supposed to have a rally at the Washington or excuse me at the Lincoln Memorial. And when they got there, the uh, Capitol police had barricaded off the front of the Lincoln Memorial and would not let them in. Now, these guys had come from all over the country. And I'll tell you, there started a confrontation between the police. Even in their wheelchairs, and, they're yeah, tearing yeah, down people the, in their these, wheelchairs. And they finally soldiers. had enough. It was like bike racks that they had put across the oh. front. These veterans pulled back those bike racks, and they ended up carrying them over to the White House and throwing them down in front of the fence at the White House. Mm. And there was absolutely no reason to keep those veterans out of that monument that day other than spite. And so just remember, we are not going to go to hell in a handbasket 
even if there is a government shutdown. Probably most of us won't even notice. No, and you know what? The, the other thing uh, we've been we've mentioned, I think, uh, federal workers are still not fully back at work oh. from COVID. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are working one hour, one, one uh, day a week in us, the office. Let me tell you a story. We just ran into somebody from the Department of Justice way up there. And, you know, Sandy had been telling me that the FBI and, and DOJ were not yet back at work from COVID. And I thought she was wrong. But when we talked to this person, they told us that the Department of Justice employees are coming in one day a week. They're telecommuting the rest of the week. Now, I can tell you, you cannot be an FBI agent and work from home. So uh, when you hear about the shutdown of those poor government workers, remember they're taking, they're sucking the federal treasury dry with their huge salaries while not working. So, uh, and the other thing is when you see them putting up barriers on these monuments, just remember they're not willing to secure the southern border, but they're willing to keep you from going to these beautiful monuments in order to frighten you, scare you uh, into submission on this. So um, it's, it's, a, it's an upside-down thing. But bottom line, these guys on Capitol Hill, the Freedom Caucus, Matt Gates, these guys deserve your support. They deserve it. So if, the, if your congressman is one of those, send them, cheer them on. They are giving it everything they have. They don't care. They're, we've been wanting people like this, haven't we? We've been saying, where are the heroes? Where are the people willing to stand for something? Well, they are standing for really important things. They're trying to defund uh, Planned Parenthood. They've got all of these amendments. They're trying to stop transgender surgeries in the military. They're doing many things I never even got to this morning. So please give them your support. Write out a check and make a donation for their campaign. Call their offices. Uh, Do something to encourage them. And I know that many of you will. Well, listen, uh, that's, you know, kind of where it is uh, as we get ready for this government shutdown. Um, And so um, I'm hoping that we've given you some good perspective. I want to thank my sponsors, Preborn, Preborn Network Clinics. You know, I've rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion. If you would like to help them rescue more, rescue, save more. It's preborn.com slash Sandy. And then Christian Healthcare Ministries, who does really fine work in their own way. Go to chministries.org slash Sandy. And remember, this is Sandy Rios 24-7. You can call us at 662-821-2040. You can write us at Sandy at AFR.net. You can listen on any podcast network, or you can go to sandyrios.com and listen the good, easy way. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.